go back and recap, uh, and we'll, I want to do this every so often, about you know keeping you focused on the word righteousness. Okay? So awaken to righteousness. Uh, Casey, let's look at uh, 1 Corinthians 13, I mean uh, 15, 33, and 34. These are the two verses of Scripture that we're standing on, plus there's a couple of others. Uh, <clears throat> so as he bring that up, if you want to keep these scriptures at, at heart, in your heart, uh, because we'll be talking about them a whole lot uh, as the year go on. It says, be not deceived. Think about that for a moment. Be not what? Be not deceived. When you think about the word deceive, what do you think of? Be not deceived. So what does the word deceive mean? A trick. So what's another word? You know, when you think about the word be not deceived. Hmm? Huh? Be not be fooled. Huh? Error. I like that. Error from the truth. So think about this. So now if he said, be not deceived, be not fooled, be not uh, 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 tricked, uh, be not error from the truth. Notice this. He said, because what? Evil communication does what? It corrupts. Good manners. So you are what you hang around. You are what you continue to listen to. You are what you continue to feed on. That's how good manners are corrupt. Your good manners are not corrupted be just because of what someone uh, just constantly say. But good, it said, be not deceived. Evil communication, what does it do? It corrupt. Good manner. So we won't hang out with somebody uh, naturally that is just, you know, vulgar. Uh, maybe that just filled with lust. But what about a person that's filled with unbelief? What about a person that's always speaking in doubts? What about a person that's always living in fear? Hmm? So what? I'd rather be around the cusser. <laughs> I won't be around none of them, but I'd rather be around the cusser than the one that's filled with doubt and unbelief. Amen. So, because notice it. Evil communication, notice what it does. It corrupts. So you have to really guard your ear. And this is, we're talking about righteousness. So you have to guard your ear about your right standing with God. And you have to recognize that there's nothing I can do to earn God's righteousness. Okay? It's a gift. So corrupt communication would be someone teaching you what you have to do. Yep, that's what the word says. But don't forget, you need to add this on. You got you to gotta do this. Hmm? You got to be baptized this way. Hmm? You know, and etc. Can y'all understand what I'm saying? Those are the things that corrupt what? Good manners. See? Because you don't understand the truth. You're taking what someone says, and because you have that, but they say, well, how would you baptize? Hmm? Or 
Do you give tithes? Do you know tithes under the law? That's what they tell you. And we talked all about these things, but I'm just trying to show you what good manners, how your good manners can be corrupted if you don't know the truth. Are you following me? Yeah, you got to know the truth. See, when you, when you know the truth, then guess what? Your good manners can't be corrupted. Evil communication only corrupt people because they don't know the truth. But when you know the truth, hmm? evil communication won't have the opportunity to do what? To bring corruption to you. Why? Because you're not, you're not allowing anything to do what? To corrupt or to warp your way of thinking. Your way of believing. Hmm? Ne next verse, our case. Watch this. <clears throat> Look what he said. Awake to righteousness. Look at somebody. If you sit on somebody, look next to them and tell them, awake. See? What are you being awake to? You're awake to what? Righteousness or right standing with God. So the word awake means to be, to, it is rouse one understanding. We've got a story that called rouses. That's the Greek word for the word awake. So you're being, you awaken to righteousness. That's the theme of the year for awaken to righteousness. And the reason why we say awake, why? Because there is a new way that you have to think. Remember, the, it says evil communication, corrupt good manners. So we're thinking in a different light. We're thinking in a higher plane. We're not thinking with our, with our brain, with our natural mind. We're not receiving through our feeling. We're, re, we're being receptive to the new life that we embrace through our born-again nature. So your spirit has been born again. So what do you do? You're embracing that truth. You're stirring that truth so that the soulish part of you can be enlightened in the same light that your born again spirit is. Hmm? Can you see that? I mean, just think about that for a moment. See, it, it's like, I don't know, it's this, it's this a perfect illustration, but you know, you, you ever been in the dark or something or <clears throat> you try to see something and uh, let's see here. Look at that. See that, that light on there? So what, what, what I do, I can, I can take a hole, make a hole in my hand, and what am I doing? Can you see that light, Bobby? You can see it, right? Well, see, that, that's what, like this word, this right here would be like your spirit. Sister Pat, is it Pat? It'd be like your spirit, and this is your soul. This word is shining light into your soul so that you can what? See. If I remove the light. See? 
The soul has to be taught. It has to see what your spirit sees. Listen, in order to think in light of your spirit. If you don't see what your spirit sees, Brother Joy, you won't think in that light. You don't have anything to bring you to a place of change. So we tell you, don't be deceived. Well, okay, that must be a truth I must embrace then, right? It must be something, there's something you're telling me I need to embrace. Don't be fooled. Corrupt communication. What, what does it say? Don't be deceived. Evil communication corrupts good manners. Hmm? So that means you, I have to know the truth. I have to be able to look through it and see. So when I see something that is corrupt, meaning something that is indifferent of that truth that's in my spirit, not in my head. See, there are many truths, but we're talking about the truth. There are things that are a truth, but it's not the truth. The truth is Jesus. The truth is the word of God. Okay? So what are we saying here? We're saying that new, in order for my soul to see, to comprehend, to walk in the light, to walk in the truth of what my spirit already produces, that light of the word has to shine forth so I can see exactly what's on the inside of me. How am I supposed to think? How am I supposed to speak? Hmm? Are you getting what I'm saying here? Good morning, my brother Neil. So think about that for a moment. Now, now go back to verse 34. Uh, uh, okay. So he said, awake to what? And what? Sin not. For some have not the knowledge of God. And I speak this to you. Some have not the knowledge of God. So when we say some have not the knowledge, that means you don't have, you don't have the proper discernment. You don't have the proper understanding. You can't get that through your head. You can only gain that access of that through your spirit. Your spirit is producing. Now watch this. <clears throat> go with me to um, Ephesians chapter 1. No, go with me to Colossians chapter 1 and put this in the Amplified. And look at verse 9. Watch it. We're talking about knowledge. Okay. This morning, I'm talking to you, I'm sharing with you on covenant rights to prosper. But you have to have knowledge. You have to know, you have to know something. Right? You have to have understanding. Okay? Notice it. <clears throat> Paul said, for this reason, we also, from the day we heard it, heard what? We cease not to pray and make special requests for you, asking that you may be what? Here we go. Fill with what? The full, and notice, what it, and notice the bracket, the word fill, full, deep 
and clear knowledge. Notice he don't want you to just fill with knowledge. Deep, clear knowledge. You know something deep, clear? That means you can see. Now, you know, now we can't go to the familiar <laughs> and look down there and see. We ain't seen nothing, right? But you got to go to somewhere that they got, uh, like when we went to, uh, my wife and I, we took the cruise. Once we got out of New Orleans, and, and we got going down that, going, 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 going down that, the, the, the river, the water started getting blue. And we was able to see deep down in there. Boy, but when we got back, <laughs> you couldn't see anything. You understand what I'm saying? Well, that's how your soul is before you got born again. It can't see because it has nothing to gauge. It has nothing to, 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 uh, to receive from. Your soul has to have an anchor. It has to have something that it can receive from. And that's your born again spirit. Okay? So notice this. He said, that you may, we're asking that you may be filled with what? The full, deep, and clear knowledge of what? Of his will. Notice I didn't say what my will is, your will is, because all of us have what? A will. But the knowledge of whose will? Of his will. His will means more. His will is why we're here. The knowledge of what? Of his will. Notice this. It's one thing to have the knowledge of it, but notice what he said. In what? The knowledge of his will in what? Come on, talk to me, Claire. All spiritual what? Wisdom. Now, notice what that spiritual wisdom is. It's in bracket. Incomprehensive what? Insight into what? The ways and what? The purposes of God. So it's comprehensive insight into his ways. So that means if I'm doing something, I got to be doing it his way. You know how some people say, man, if it ain't your way, it ain't no way. Huh? Well, sometimes that might be needed. Sometimes that's a compromise. But when it comes to God, what's going on, my friend? All right, man, good to see you. I know that young lady on the side of you, but that, yeah, it's all right. Mr. Tanner, right? See, I didn't forget. All right. Good morning, Paige. <laughs> All right. So think about this. That you have a deep, clear knowledge of your will. Uh, okay, I just want to see what y'all paying attention. <laughs> of his will in, in what? In all what? Spiritual wisdom. So now we've seen what spiritual wisdom is, right? What is spiritual wisdom? Comprehensive what? Insight. 
into whose ways? His ways and what? And purpose of God. So when all of us understand why we're here, we're here to do what? For his will and his purpose. Why? Because God wants you to know, Neil. He wants you to know. You're not going to learn this all overnight. Little by little, you grow in it. But you got to first hear. So don't put a lot of pressure on yourself to try to resist. Just sit there and hear. Because that's why, well, I'm about to say, that's why we have cassette tape. <laughs> I went way back, man. Anybody know, anybody know what a cassette tape player is? Some of y'all don't even. Some of y'all don't even know what a cassette is. <laughs> but that's all we had back then. What's the cassette tape? Oh, oh! Now you're going. You now you're going. You, like they say, now you're going too far. <laughs> I had that too. I had that in my car. The eight track. Well, but when I had the eight track player, I wasn't saved. I had, uh-uh, I had Barry White. <laughs> Y'all don't even know who Barry White is. Don't even worry about it. That's old school, too. Y'all need to know that. Good. That's good. That's, but anyway, let's <clears throat> uh, <laughs> come back over here to, but the cassette, I mean, not the cassette. <laughs> we have the podcast, Okay. You can go back and listen to it on podcast, or you can listen to it on Facebook if you if you desire. Okay, but why? Because you don't get it just sitting there, the whole scope. So the podcast is free for you to download, no matter if you have an Android phone or an iPhone. Okay, because we're on all the major podcasts, and you could just download the Favorite Church app. This lesson today will be uploaded on that, on that app. So what do you do? What's the purpose? Here, because what are you doing? Faith come by here. Now watch this. Um, we're going to back, come back to this. Case you go to Mark 4, 24, and, and keep it in the Amplified. Let me show you why I'm saying this. And then we're going to come back to this verse. And we're talking about righteousness. Awake to righteousness, our right standing with God. But in order for you to be awakened to it, Brother Joe, you're going to have to have some truth. You're going to have to have some understanding. Uh, <clears throat> go back to verse 22, uh, Casey. Okay, let's try this. Things are hidden temporarily. Why are they hidden temporarily? Only as what? A means to what? Revelation. Revelation. That's the reason why you got to keep hearing. Because guess what? I can't give you revelation, but it's going to take the power of the Holy Spirit. He's the one that's going to give you revelation. That means he's the one that's going to give you the understanding of what you hear. He lives on the inside of you. Okay? He said, for there is nothing hidden except to be revealed. What does that mean? 
There's nothing hidden except to be revealed. That means what you have gained revelation of, something that can't be seen, something that can't be touched, but it will grow on the inside. And when people see a difference about, well, how did that come? See, the power of the Holy Spirit did what? Notice it. The hidden truth took root on the, in your heart and you begun to do what? Display a different action. Now you don't cuss like you used to cuss. You still cuss, but not much. Huh? You, you still sip, you still drink a little bit, but not much, right? What? You, you, you drunk, you drink till you couldn't get to there was no more left, right? Now, now you at least about a half full. <laughs> Little by little, you you changing. You 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 see what I'm saying? And then that, as you keep growing in the word, then all of a sudden, you you don't want you don't want to touch the body. You don't want to touch anything. What happened? What was hidden is being revealed because of what revelation. You now recognize I don't need the alcohol for fulfillment to drown out. No, I have this truth. Amen? So, he said, nor is anything temporarily kept secret except in order that it may be what? Made known. Watch the next verse, case. If any man has ears to hear, this is Jesus speaking. Notice he didn't say let him, let him what? Listen. Listen, Linda. No, no, he didn't say, listen, he said, be what? Sire, you hear that, sire? Sitting in that chair like he owns up. Let him be what? Listening. And let him what? Perceive and comprehend. So, think about perceive. Your perception on something is going to be important. And then notice this, comprehend. Can you see that? All right, now here's the key verse. Look at verse 24. And he said to him, to them, watch this. Be careful what you are, what? We're going back to Colossians 1.9. Be careful for what you are hearing. That means, who are you left speaking in your ear? What is it that you allow yourself to absorb like a sponge? Hmm? Because doubt is real. Unbelief is real. Hmm? You could be talked out of your stand as a believer on the things of the kingdom of God. Because someone got bitter. They prayed for something and it didn't happen. So they're mad with God. They're mad with the church. Well, look, I prayed for things that didn't happen, but they, they don't need me to get mad with God or bitter with God because every prayer failure is not on God. It's on me. Meaning this, it's something I didn't understand. But I'm, I'm not going to get mad with God because I didn't understand. It was just, you know, it was just a little bit more than what I thought I knew. And you grow in that. I mean, you do it naturally. Right? 
You know, some things happen, you say, man, I can't understand why that happened. I did this, I did that. This shouldn't have never happened. But then as you go on, you learn how that happened, what happened. Okay? So notice this. Be careful what you are hearing. Watch this. The measure of what? Thought and what? This, that's the key. You got to study the word of God. You got to be, you got to keep hearing it. That's the reason why we have those podcasts. I don't want you to download the podcast just to say you download our podcast. No, I want you to download the podcast because you can hear the word of God while you're working, while you're walking at home, while you're just sitting around, you know, you can listen. The purpose of hearing it is so that you can grow in that truth. It's so that the Holy Spirit can begin to start changing your heart. You can't change just by sitting there. It takes a continuous hearing and hearing until understanding comes. Hmm? You know, when I was a kid, my brothers and them, I love pecans. So we used to take a stick, anything, and we'd do what? Throw it up there. What do we want? We want that, we want to knock it down, right? Is that right? So what, what you know, why? Because I was ready for it. I mean, it was like I couldn't wait. Watch this. It's a the thought, the measure of thought and study you give to what? The truth you what? Hear. You got to study. You got to hear. Right? So when you keep listening to a podcast or you listen to it on Facebook or whatever, when you, or sometimes you, YouTube, you, when you listen, what notice is, he said, the measure, now this is Jesus speaking. So what he's doing, he's talking to you about your success. Whether it be health. You know, some people, immune system is compromised. Right? So you, you will take the report and say, well, the doctor said my immune system is compromised and I have to be careful about this, I have to be careful about that. And that's the furthest you take it. What about the, the, the part of the beauty of internet or YouTube? You can look for people who are specialists or who are scientists in there and can show you about your immune system. Natural things you can do about your immune system. Hmm? Just because your immune system is compromised don't mean it has to stay that way. You need to find out why it's compromised. What are you putting in there that's causing your immune system to be compromised? What do you don't have in there that causes your immune system to be compromised? The measure of thought and study you give to the truth you hear. You may have cancer. Well, okay, a big deal. Thank you, Jesus. 
you bore my sin in your body on the tree that I might be dead to sin. That means if I'm dead to sin, then guess what? The cancer in my body is dead. What am, what am I saying? Because that's a spiritual truth. That's a spiritual law. If the, if the sin nature, the, the, the nature of the thing has been broken, then guess what? It can only stay based on my understanding. So therefore, I can take my life back by saying, Cancer, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. I command every cell of cancer in my body to die now in Jesus' name. I plead the blood. I thank you, Lord, for the name. The name of Jesus, cancer must die. In the name of Jesus, cancer is dead. What am I doing? I'm taking authority. I'm walking in, standing in what I have a what? A right to. Remember, we talked about awaking your, awaken to what righteousness? Awaken to God's way of doing and that which is right. God don't have no cancer. God don't have no problem. He don't have no immune system that's compromised. Hmm? God don't have a drug problem. We got the drug problem. One person said, yep, I had a, man, I had a terrible drug problem when I was young. My parents drugged me to church. Every time they do it, it was over. <laughs> Y'all ever heard that before? Y'all never heard that before? Yeah, okay. <laughs> but, in, <laughs> but anyway, what I'm, trying to, what I'm trying to say to you, I'm saying this to you. I don't care what you hear, there's always a way to counter when you know the truth of God's word. Okay? The reason why we have the word is because in life we're going to hear something that's not so, what? Good. Hmm? So you have the word so that you can have this comfort. You have the word so that you can keep your confidence in him. Your trust is in his word. You know that this sickness didn't come from God, this poverty didn't come from God, this lack didn't come from God. Well, guess what? Then guess what? Jesus already spawned principalities, powers, and did what? And made an open spectacle of it. That name that we have is our ticket out. Hmm? It's our response. It's, it's our get out of the, what do you call that? Get out of jail card. Huh? The name of Jesus. When you have that name, then guess what? No evil shall befall you. But you got to know how to use that name. You got to have faith in that name. And then you have to be, when you, when you speak his name, now you got to be willing to stand on that promise. Are you following me? Because that's where you're, that's where, that, notice it, that's where the rubber meets the road when you're willing to stand on what you confess or what you believe. Hmm? So if I'm going to stand, 
Notice this. My stand is going to be based on how much study, how much time I give to the truth that I embrace. Because the more I know about what I'm standing on, the stronger I'm going to become, the more confident I'm going to become. But the less time I give to the truth I hear, the weaker my stance going to be. Anybody going, any little wind going to come along and blow me off of my belief. Because the enemy don't want you and I to triumph. He don't want you to walk in. He don't want you to have a healthy body. He don't want your soul, your mind to be healthy. He don't want your finances to be healthy. He don't want healthy relationships in your home. He's out to destroy everything that God has created that's good. He can't do it. He get you and I to act a ninny. Hmm? That's what he does. He uses people. Same thing about God. The Spirit of God, he uses people to do good. Satan uses people to do evil. But they have to let him. He don't have the right to walk up to you and just say, come here, uh, Brother Joe. He don't have the right to do that. You can't make him do it. Oh, you understand what I'm saying? I mean, you know, Brother Joe, that's my fisherman. That's my fisherman. All right? That's all I'm saying. The measure, they got to think about that, Brother Joe. The measure of thought and study y'all give to how Brother Joe catch that fish. <laughs> Can't get amen. Brother Richard ain't even looking up. <laughs> notice this. But notice it. The measure of thought and study you give to what? The truth you hear. So my said, Pastor, you wouldn't tell the truth on that one. <laughs> the truth you hear, notice it, will be the measure of virtue and knowledge that does what? Come back to you. And more besides will be given to you who what? Who hears. That means who has understanding. Are you following me? Now, Casey, go back to Colossians 1, 9. <clears throat> and watch this. So Paul said, for this reason... We also, from, the, from this day, or from the day we heard of it, cease not to, get, to pray, make special requests for you, asking that you be what? May be filled with what? The deep and clear knowledge of his will in all spiritual wisdom and comprehensive insight. So now we understand that comprehensive insight, his wisdom, and that knowledge, because what does he come? From the through the thought or and the study of the truth, we hear will be the measure. See? You have to give thought. You have to give that. But you, you have to hear first before, before you can give thought to it, before you can have understanding to it. 
Faith comes by hearing. Whether it be on healing, whether it be on finances, whether it be on relationship, whether it be on the gifts of the Spirit, whether it be on the fruits of the Spirit, anything that concerns the kingdom of God, faith will come for it the more you pay attention to it. Understanding will come the more you pay attention to it. The less you hear, the less understanding you're going to have about that truth. You'll say, well, I know that's in the Bible. I know that's true. And that's as far as you go. But I would say, let's walk in that. So I'm trying to show you how to take authority and walk in it. Because it's not going to be a cakewalk. It's already done. It's already finished. But the enemy going to, it's going to, he's going to nip at your soul and trying to get you unfocused so that you cannot conceive the word of God. Let me show you, let me show you, <clears throat> let me show you this. Go back to Mark chapter 4. I'll go to Matthew 13 and put it in the King J. And look at verse 19. Matthew 13, and look at verse 19. I'll start at verse 18. Start at verse 18. Hear ye therefore what? The parable of who? So the soul would be who? Anyone who sows or who speaks the word, right? Okay. Watch this. Next verse. When anyone heareth the word of what? Notice this. The distraction we're talking about is of the kingdom. If I was talking about football or anything that can entertain your flesh, you have very little distraction. You'd be all in that. Huh? But when it comes to this, think about it for a moment. When it comes to the things of the kingdom, it's almost just like, you know, I know I need to hear this, but you know. Follow me? When anyone heareth the word of the kingdom and understandeth it not, then cometh what? The wicked one, and notice what he does. He catches away that which was sown in his heart. How can he catch that away? Because remember what Mark 4.24 said? The thought when and study you give to what? The truth you hear. See? That means if you don't, you could be listening, you could be here, but you, you could be so far away. And the enemy could come right there like a needle in a thread. You know how you can pull that thread out of that needle? Just like that. You lose that thought. You said, man, I was thinking on, what, what, what was that? Or, especially when you want to take time and say, I'm going to read my Bible. I'm going to spend some time in prayer. I'm going to cut the TV off and I'm going to just sit before God. I'm going to worship God. I'm going to pray in the Spirit. And I'm going to just love on God for the next couple of hours. What's the first thing going to happen? Huh? A distraction. What would be a what would be a distraction? Your phone. Huh? Phone. What's another one? 
Huh? Okay, but internet, but what's, what's the most common? The moment you, you go to sleep. That's the first thing. That's it. All of a sudden now, you got tired. But before, but before you cut the TV out, before you made that decision, <laughs> brothers, you're laughing. We all been there, right? I'm just trying to show you when it comes to the things of the kingdom, what happened to us physically. Why? Because the soulless man, it don't know nothing about the kingdom. You got to teach it. But if we start talking about a football game, are we up? Huh? Man, I sure was believing for Green Bay to win that game last night. Them boys came close. Look at all y'all. Look, look. I wish y'all could see y'all feel when I start saying that. Everybody just. What, what they trying to say? What they say back there? My cowboys. Okay, leave my cowboys out of there now. We just messed up a little bit. But we're coming back next year, yeah. Look, look, I got y'all. Look, I got y'all all engaged, see? <laughs> but I'm just trying to show you this happens all the time. Because it's not kingdom. But the moment you start doing something that's kingdom, like I said, you're going to cut the TV off for a couple of hours, say, I'm going to pray, I'm going to read my Bible, I'm going to pray in tongues, and just enjoy the Lord. Like Pastor Joel said, first, you're going to go to sleep. Yeah, it could be your phone ring, it could be internet, it could be, a, but the first thing going to happen, you're going to fall asleep. And then what's the first thing we're going to say? Man, I must have needed that sleep. Lord, thank you. Is that right? See, that's a major distraction. Why? Because he don't want you to give the thought and the study to the thing that you know of that truth. Because if you get insight, if you get comprehensive insight to that truth, his goose is cooked. He knows he can't stop you. So he got to do, he got to get you to do it. Hmm? So that's what it means by when anyone hear the word of the kingdom and understand it, it not. You have no comprehension about what you listen to. You don't understand that this is the very thing that's going to get you out of debt. This is the very thing that's going to get you out of that bad relationship. This is the very thing that's going to get you off them drugs. This is the very thing that's going to get you out of whatever it may be. But when you have no understanding, you won't give much attention to it. Okay, next verse, case. He said, but he that received seed, received the seed into the stony places. See? The same is he that heareth the word. See, he heard the word just like the first one. What is this doing? This dealing with the different types of people's heart, the different saw of your heart. There are four different type, four basic type of people in the kingdom of God. The first one is that he, he heard, but the seed did not penetrate because why? He didn't have no understanding. So the evil one came along and plucked away what they didn't understand through distraction that we just illustrated just a moment ago. This one heard the word too, but now notice this. He heard the word, and in all with joy, he received it. But watch this. Next verse, case. 
Yet he had no rot, not, not root in himself. In other words, he didn't have no root. He heard it. He was joyful. He was exceedingly glad, Tanner. He was excited. But he didn't have no root. But, you know, I mean, just think about having something, you plant something that don't have no root to it. It can't stand. I mean, you could plant grass, flowers, um, and you put it in the ground or you put um, sometimes like these like what they call lily bulbs, bulbs, you put them in the ground a certain time of the year, and you let them stay there, what you think taking place in that ground? The outer husk of that bulb is shedding away, breaking off, because the ground the intent of the ground is to get whatever in that in that in the ground to break you know to it's to break it down. That's the purpose of the ground. It wants to break anything down that's put in there. You put your foot in that and leave it in there long enough. It's trying to figure out a way to break all your skin off, take everything off off your feet. That's the purpose of the ground. So when you put a seed in the ground, the seed and the ground, they germinate. Well, the seed is the word of God that's in your spirit. The ground of your heart is your soul. You got to get that stone. Notice he said, on stony ground, your heart may have, what would, be, what would be stones in your heart? For a natural farmer, what is, stone, what is a stony ground? Rocks, Right? Stone, sticks, right? So what do you do? He'll plowing that up, getting that out of the way. What's the purpose of getting that stone out of the way for putting, when you put the seed in the ground? To do what? To lose the salt. To lose the salt so what? So it can absorb. So it can have a good root system. Right? Well, look at it naturally speaking. What would be the stone in your heart? Unbelief. Doubt. Fear. Those are the things that we got to get rid of in order for the seed of God's word to penetrate. That's why Jesus said, when anyone hears the word of the kingdom and you don't understand, then guess what? The enemy will come along and snatch away that which you didn't understand. Because why? It had nowhere to go. It's like a bird that will come and, you know, you see birds all the time, you know, picking stuff off the ground. You don't know what they're getting, but they're taking it, right? Watch this. Notice he said, yet he has not rooted himself, but endure what? For a while. For when what, when what happened? What coming, huh? Tribulation? Or what? Persecution, right? Notice what the persecution and the tribulation come for. It arises for what? Because of what? The word, and, and notice what take place. And by and by they are what? Offended. Offense going to come to us all. Okay? You can't do nothing about it. Just don't allow that offense to turn into a root of bitterness 
Okay? But notice this. They, notice this. The trial or the persecution didn't come for them. It came for the word. Well, because, we, because you feel the effect. You personally, in your thought, in your feelings, in your emotion, in your surrounding, through the circumstance, or the situation that whatever the crisis may be at hand, that right there is causing you to feel the effect of what's taking place. See, the purpose of the trial is to what? Because you embrace the truth. You heard a promise. So now I got to get you to the place where you don't believe that. You don't stand on that. Can you see it? No, look. He has no root. Go back to verse 20, uh, case. But he that receives seed, the seed, into stony places. You received it. Well, let's, 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 give, let's give you a better illustration. Look, keep this in mind. Go to Mark chapter 11 and look at verse 23. Watch this. Mark eleven twenty three. 23, uh, this is a famous faith scripture. Notice Jesus said, For verily I say unto you, that whosoever should do what? Say. say. Right? Okay? That's the first thing you got to do. When you're stepping out in faith, faith has a voice. Faith speaks. Okay? What is it faith saying? Whosoever should say to this, Mountain. So what would be a mountain? What anything that that's that's contrary to your righteousness that you have in Christ Jesus. So you have a right to say, be removed, be cast into the sea. See, what are you doing? You're taking authority, you're taking a stand on what you have a right. You'll say, be gone. Be cast into the sea. Can y'all see what I'm saying here? So you have the right, but if you don't have the understanding. So you don't understand the storm, the crisis, not going to leave a move until words of the kingdom is spoken. Remember what we say in verse 19 of the same? When anyone hear the words of the kingdom... See, when you hear the words of the kingdom, then notice this. Immediately, the enemy will come and try to snatch away because you have no understanding. But when you have understanding, Jesus said, okay, go back to uh, verse 13, I mean verse 12, same chapter, Mark 11. Go back to verse 12. Put it in reference. It says, on the morrow when they will come from Bethany, he was hungry. Next verse. And he came seeing a fig tree afar off having leaves. He was, so what was, what, what's, what's, the, what's, what's the lesson here? That's the subject here. He was hungry. So he went to the tree to get food. Right? If happily he may find anything that on. And when he came to it, he found nothing but leaves for the time of figs were not yet. Now that's, what, that's what it said. But in the original Greek, it shows if the tree have leaves, then it have figs. Okay? Now, the Amplified, classic Amplified proves that out. 
Watch this. And Jesus answered. So the fig tree said, the time for figs is not yet, fool. Right? And Jesus said to it, nine words, no man eat fruit of thee hereafter forever. What he did. See, faith speaks. That is contrary to what you have a right to. I can't be denied the access of what God promised. If you got understanding. But if you don't have understanding, you, you'll still be looking through other means. You'll still be listening through to other means and not realizing you got everything you need right there. But because you have no understanding of how to draw it out, it don't affect you. It won't bring about change. You got it. You're still crying. You're still weep. You're still full of sorrow and not realize you got everything you need right there to get that off of you. It's not out there. Yea or nay is right here. It's on the inside. That's why we're here this morning. So we can learn of who we are and what we have now. And then we stand up by faith on these promises and make a demand of the word of God. Because we trust him who's faithful. Can you see it? Watch this. <clears throat> so Jesus said, no man eat, answered and said, no man eat fruit of thee hereafter forever. And his disciple heard it. Next, uh, go, to, go to verse 20, uh, Zach. I mean, uh, Casey. <laughs> and in the morning, as they passed by, what happened? What happened, guys? They saw the fig tree, what? Well, how did it dry up? He said. What did he say? No man eat fruit of thee hereafter forever. This is how you take, these are what we call steps of faith. This is how you take a stand on the word of God. When you see something contrary to the truth that the name of Jesus has already afforded you, when you have understanding, then notice that you're going to speak in this way. No man, this storm shall not come and destroy my house, destroy my property in the name of Jesus. Can you see it? This is your stand. This is how we live. Hmm? It said in the morning, as they passed by, the fig tree. They saw the fig tree. They saw. They saw the tree. They saw first the tree that Jesus spoke to. It was alive. That same tree, 24 hours, Brother Joe, is dead. It's dried up from the root. How can that be? There's no such thing. What did we start out with said in 1 Corinthians 13, 34, 33? Be not deceived. Evil communication 
corrupts good manners. Are you getting it now? Can you see the good manners, how your good manners can be corrupted? How you going to speak to a full-blown fig tree and then overnight it then dried up at its root? So you have to believe, you have to be a believer. You have to be one that hears the word of the kingdom. Jesus told Nicodemus in John 3, 3, he said, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. You can't see with these little natural eyes. You be trying to look with your little, with your little peanut eyes, and your little peanut eyes can't. It don't see nothing. These are not. This is a real. This is just a reflection. Your eyes are a reflection, looking from the inside out. This is like windows. The real you is on the inside. These are the windows that you're looking out of. You'll catch that one tomorrow. So you see what he said? In the morning as they passed by, the, he saw what? The fig tree did what? Dried up. From where? It's roots from the root. Words were spoken. But he had understanding. His faith was in his father. Peter calling to, next verse, uh, uh, Grace. And Peter calling to remember, saying unto him, Master, behold, in other words, look. Look at this. Man, this is a miracle. How did it happen? He showed you how it happened. First of all, Jesus had a, he had a fellowship with his father. He wasn't doing it as God. Jesus was doing this being, served, being subject to his father through the power of the Holy Spirit. Jesus was a natural man like you and I are, and yet he was God. But he was, he was God, but all of his glorification was put aside. And he walked on the earth as a man as you and I are, and he's trusting in the Holy Spirit as I'm speaking under the inspiration of the same Holy Spirit that he had when he spoke to that tree. There is no difference in the spirit, ladies and gentlemen. The way you speak, the color of your skin, all of that's hogwash, that's overrated. It's what you know. And who you know. Hmm? You know, when we were kids and we got in trouble at school, who your parents is, boy? Who your mama? Who you, what's your daddy name? Oh, Jesus, you just you didn't want to tell them that. Because that gave them a right to knock your head off too. Hmm? Well, they don't do that today, you know. Whoop my child. <laughs> she need a whooping too. You know, the mama need a whooping too. 
<laughs> but, you know, but back then everybody could whoop you. Hmm? Yeah. But Jesus called into remembrance and said unto him, Master, behold. That means look. This is serious. Come see. Jesus wasn't moved by that. He had a relationship. He believed in his words. Do you believe your words you speak? Are you second-guessing yourself? We all do. We all do. That's why we keep hearing the word until we stop second-guessing ourselves. Hmm? That's a natural part of us. You... If we were all that strong, we wouldn't need to hear the word. We wouldn't need to be here this morning. Hmm? We all frail. We're all humans. We're not just human, but we all are human. The humanity side of you will take over sometime. But when I hear the truth of God's word, I got something to do what? To juggle me. I say, wait a minute, boy. No, we ain't thinking like that. We ain't acting like that. Right? He said, behold the fig tree which you curse, it withered away. Look what Jesus' response was. Next verse. What was Jesus' response? He answered, said to them, do what? That's where your faith got to be. Have faith in God. I mean, have faith in something you can't see. You can't touch. You can't feel. But you want me to have faith in it. Huh? And you do it all the time. You can't see your heart. You don't even know how you inhale and exhale. You sitting there inhale and exhale without a struggle. But you're doing it. Hmm? Is that right? Amen. Yeah. You're going to get in your vehicle when you leave here? Either press the button or turn the key? And you don't even know how all that's happening. All you care about is it crank up. Amen. So you can go from point A to point B. Is that right? Amen. This is a lot of things we don't understand and we do every day. Hmm? I mean, that thermostat on the wall. It don't cut the it it's not cooling or heating this place up. When I first came in, that thing was on 62. It set at 71, now it's 68. But it won't shut off. Because Sister Cheryl and Sister Pearlie, they they so cold, they, they got it on 71, so they won't shut off till they get on 71. <laughs> so what the term, what I'm saying, I'm you know being funny, but what the thermostat is set on 71, so what is this doing? It's not heating or cooling this place. But you gotta have it, it gotta be connected to that main unit. There's a wire that's connected that thing. 
It turns that unit inside, it turns that unit on the inside on. And what it does, it giving out heat. And it won't stop until it gets 71. I'm saying that your words work the same way. They won't stop working for you until it brings you the desired result. If you doubt not. Because you have plenty of opportunities to doubt. What you see, what you feel, how you hear. That's why I said, be careful how you are hearing what you are listening to. Be careful how you hear. Because you get listen to the wrong stuff, it can pause in you, inject you or fill you with doubt and unbelief. You ever, anybody, ever, anybody ever injected a turkey? What do you inject that turkey with? Some butter, right? What else in that? Whatever the season you want. You inject it, right? Well, I'm telling you, words is just words, negative words can inject into your thought, like in your soul. You sitting there listening to that, to that person, listening to that, and they putting that doubt on the inside. And before you know it, you done walked away. I was listening to a man's testimony that how he went to a healing uh, meeting and got healed. He a Baptist guy. Got healed. And uh, and the next day, the pastor from that church, that Baptist church, went to his house and told him, said, now brother, that healing stuff is of the devil. If God would have wanted you to be, uh, to be healed, he'd have done it Long time ago, but God don't want God has God has more glory in you being in this chair. He said, Now that is of the devil for you to be walking like that. This, this, I listened to the story. It said 30 minutes into that man injecting that doubt into that man. The man could not get up and let him out. The preacher had to let himself out because what he had, the paralysis, came back in his body because of what he absorbed. You think words are not powerful? And especially if it comes from someone that you look up to. Now his pastor is, is telling him that him walking out of that chair is of the devil. How could that be of the devil and you walking and you couldn't walk? The devil ain't going to make you walk. The devil won't keep you bound. But see, until you have understanding of these truths, you will accept that this is not the will of God. In closing, Jesus and Jesus answered, said unto them, have faith in God. The word faith means you, it's a belief in something or someone. 
So our faith is always going to be in God. You can have faith in your spouse. You, we can have faith in one another in here. Right? If a person said they're going to do something and they turn out and they do it, well, I got faith in them because they told me they're going to do this and they did it. Right? But our faith here that we're speaking of is that you have faith where? In God. Right? Watch this. Here we go. A couple more verses and we're done. For verily I say unto you, that whosoever, well, who's the whosoever? Me, you, whosoever, well, whoever going to say, right? Whosoever shall what? Say to this mountain, and we define the mountain, be removed, be cast into the sea. What are you doing? That's authority. You're telling it what you want. You're telling it what you're expecting based on what you have a right to, based on your redemptive act, based on your covenant right. You didn't do nothing to earn it. It was a gift. It was made unto you. I'm the righteousness of God through Christ Jesus. I got a right. You understand what I'm saying? Not based on me. Based on what he said. Based on what he done. This is demonstrating how you and I are supposed to handle action or things in this natural realm, in the realm of the spirit that wants to deny your access to the grace of God. He's teaching us that whosoever should say that's the first thing. The person got to do what? Say. Well, the first thing is he got to do what? Have faith in God. He got to believe. Next thing, he got to use his mouth and say what he have a right to. Take a stand on it. Come against it. And shall not doubt in his heart. Because that's where the kicker is. The doubt will try to get you and say, well, I doubt if that will ever happen for me. Well, I know it happened for y'all, but you don't know my background. You don't know where I came from. You don't know what I did. Honey, there's nothing you could have done that the blood of Jesus didn't already clean up. You just don't have a revealing knowledge of what he did. You don't even know the type of death he died for your freedom. You're more trapped in what you've done instead of looking at what Jesus did to cleanse you. Hmm? That'd be just like saying, if you hadn't taken a shower in I don't know how long, i give you a bar of soap, provide you a shower, and you say, but pastor, you don't know how dirty I am. You don't understand. I've been like this for so long. I don't think, the, I don't think this water can get this off. I don't think this soap can take this off. I see none of us would think like that, right? Because you know that soap is made to do what? To cleanse your body. 
But I'm using the illustration to show you that some people may even think like that. But I'm telling you in their natural mind, in their, in their natural thing, when you don't understand, you know, you don't understand where I've been. You don't understand what I've done. I don't think God can forgive me. I don't think God, I've heard it all. I've been down that road myself. But he proved me wrong. Because we don't understand the power word and the blood that Jesus shed for you. He didn't do this because, you know, say, well, as long as you had done this, 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 you're going to be all. No. It covered it all. You just got to come in and receive what he did for you. That's what the enemy want to do. He want to keep you from receiving what God did for you. He wants you to focus more on your uncleanliness, your whatever, and thinking that you're too far gone. Well, I guarantee if I, got, if I put, sit down and gave each one of us the mic, every one of us got a sad story. And at the end of the day, we all come to the same conclusion. Thank God for Jesus Christ. Because our faith is not in each other. Our faith is in what he did. Not what you did. Right? Okay? Notice this. So he said, and doubt not in his heart. That means you're going to have thoughts that are going to come against you. You're going to have ways that are going to come against you. Waves of thought, waves of, uh, of situation that's trying to get you to doubt what you hear. Some of you are going to leave here today and think, well, man, I, you know, I know, but, you know, but, but. There you go again. Got to get your butt out of the way. You know, B-U-T, you understand what I'm saying. Amen? But. Know what Jesus said. Shall believe that those things which you said. See, if you, if you can't believe what you say, got a problem. So you got to believe you're speaking what God has already said. You got to put your mouth on it as an act of your will. And you're making a choice. You are choosing to believe the word of God over my symptoms. Over my circumstance. It shall come to pass. He, she, shall what? Shall. Boy, isn't that a strong word? Shall. What does the word shall mean? It's mandatory. Shall. Notice what he said. It shall. What shall? Whatsoever he said. Whoa. Did you hear that? What should come to pass? Whatsoever you said. What shall come to pass? Whatsoever you said. It shall come to pass. Wow. Did y'all understand that? 